Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. This week, I'm joined by 4th District Councilman Eric Bunch, who represents Historic Northeast along with Catherine Shields. Today, we're talking about the Kansas City Earnings Tax, which is up for renewal on April 6th, where Kansas City voters will decide if the e-tax is in place for another five years. Sponsored by Together KC, encouraging you to vote yes to renew the e-tax on Tuesday, April 6th. The 1% Kansas City earnings tax pays for critical city services, including first responders, street repair, trash pickup, and more. Without it, we face devastating cuts to these services. Please vote yes on April 6th. Together KC is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Thanks for joining us today, Councilman. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Good, good. So on Thursday, City Council passed the fiscal year 2021-22 budget and is anticipating another $195 million in federal COVID relief funds. And you know that'll be used to replenish the reserves and make up for that $70 million shortfall induced by the pandemic. But looking at the year ahead of us, what kind of place does that put Kansas City in? You know, the the this, the recovery money uh, or the rescue money is, I think, really important for us to to make sure that we continue pr- to provide the 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 services that everyone knows and depends on. And you know, we had a seventy million dollar shortfall coming in to this year. I mean, we still do based on our revenue uh, projections. And yeah, you know, we were wise to to pass the budget yesterday, still assuming that seventy million dollar shortfall, and then. We're fortunate to have uh, two tranches of ninety-seven and a half million dollars from from the federal government to help offset, you know, that deficit. So we'll be able to sort of staff back up to to close to normal in some areas. Um, but we still needed to to project in into the future based on a, a shortfall. But you know, we're we're in really good shape. We were, uh, you know, the budget we passed yesterday, even though it did assume that seventy million dollar revenue shortfall, uh, really got us to a basically to a balanced budget and without laying any staff members off, without requiring any furloughs and doing things like increasing the budget for, for street resurfacing. We doubled the budget for street resurfacing using, we got, you know, uh, hats off to the finance department and the city manager for getting pretty surgical with the budget and we're able to make those changes. And now we can look forward to, to seeing, well, what is it that, that we really need to focus on in this next year in terms of one-time expenses that are related to COVID, um, you know, filling some budget holes that still exist uh, with the with the with the rescue money from the from the uh, you know the rescue bill that was just recently passed by the um, by Congress and signed by the president. Yeah, absolutely. And I know there were some tough choices that had to be made, but hopefully Kansas Cityans will be able to see real physical changes in the services they're offered. You know, like you were saying better street repair, trash pickup, things like that. So for those who don't know, the earnings tax or e-tax is a 1% tax on income earned by residents of Kansas City and non-residents who work within the city. You know, people like retired residents, um, military personnel, or those who don't work don't pay the e-tax. And social security, disability, and unemployment aren't subject to the e-tax either. So historically, about half the revenue generated by the e-tax is paid by people who live outside of Kansas City, but, you know, they get to work here. So why is that important? Um, you know, some folks, uh, I've heard some folks say that it's unfair that if they live in Johnson County, but work in Kansas City, Missouri, and have to pay that 1%, that it's unfair. And I think that that's, that's a pretty unfair way of looking at it, considering that 
you know, if you if you drive or ride the bus or walk into to to Kansas City to work every day, you're depending on Kansas City services that are paid for by tax dollars. And so, if you if you come into Kansas City, Missouri, and you know you rely on you rely on our EMS services, you rely on our police department, you rely on uh, our streets that are paid for from taxes, you rely on uh, any number of infrastructure, water and and uh, water rates that you don't often uh, pay into. And so it's a way for us to recoup the cost of, of, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people who come into the city every day to, to work. And so, um, you know, it is, it, as you mentioned, the 1% is attached to any earnings for, for anyone who, uh, you know, either lives here. Um, if you live here, all of your earnings are accounted towards the earnings tax. If you um, if you just work here but live elsewhere, any earnings that you make while working here in Kansas City are taxed through that earnings tax. And it's not uncommon for, for large cities to have some version of an earnings tax. Um, many large cities do. And so it's not something that's uncommon. Um, and it's, and it's uh, you know, as a city that, that has a large population that lives, that who, who, excuse me, a large daytime population of workers who uh, live elsewhere it's an important way for us to 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 provide service um, because otherwise we're providing a lot of infrastructure support to people who don't actually pay taxes here um, so that's an important thing to remember when we're going to the ballot box on on uh, April 6 is that this is a way for us to actually pay for the services that the entire region actually depends on not just Kansas City residents yeah absolutely and so this year with so many people working from home, those who live outside the city and aren't making their usual commute can be eligible for a refund. Do you foresee that being, you know, pretty damaging to the amount that the e-tax brings in? It, it could be. We've already accounted for a significant amount of that. However, it's not, it, it's pretty narrowly restricted. So, you know, you're going to have to show, you have to account for the days that you don't work here. And so, you know, um, a, a way that I like to put it is that, um, you know, you've got, uh, you know, the, the players for the chiefs, any game that they play here at Arrowhead stadium is, is considered earnings here in Kansas city. So those guys who, who don't live here, um, but, but play a game they're the games that they play there Arrowhead are taxed through the earnings tax, but any game that's away so that, you know, they go and play the Denver Broncos in Denver, that's not counted towards their earnings tax. If they don't live in Casey if they live in Casey then that earnings is actually uh, no matter wh where they are. Um, and so uh, it is possible that we'll have some of those, uh, those situations where people have worked remotely and live in Johnson County or live in Liberty uh, that they may be seeking a, a refund, but those are going to be pretty well scrutinized. And so we're going to have to, they're going to have to bring the receipts, so to speak. Um, and, you know, and, 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 you know, we understand that it's uh, it's a hard time and well, it's a hard time for us. It's probably a hard time for them as well. We'll, you know, I think our finance department will do a good job of vetting those, but um, you know, it's, we're not just going to uh, hand out <laughs> refunds willy nilly without any sort of documentation. Yeah, for sure. And I that's so interesting. I you never really think about, you know, Chiefs players and stuff like that just being regular people who have to pay taxes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even if somebody say, you know, worked in the restaurant industry and their income went down this year, that 1% also goes down. So it's not like 
they're having this exorbitant bill that is outrageous to them. You know, it's still 1%, even if that 1% is less because your income was less. Yeah. I, um, you know, our, the actual revenue from the earnings tax isn't, it's down, but it's not down catastrophically. I would, I would say, um, uh, I think it's, it's what, what is more of a big question is, you know, all those folks who worked in office towers downtown and have been able to work remotely, I think is the, is the question. So we still collect earnings tax. Um, and then, uh, you know, at, the end of their, uh, you know, the, when they go and pay their taxes, they may request a refund. Um, I think that that's probably the more concerning thing. But again, we've accounted for that. Uh, we've also accounted for the dip in, in overall revenue from just, you know, record high unemployment. Um, but but you're right, you know, it's, um, um, you know, less earnings tax uh, is, 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 a, is a challenge for us. And it's, um, but less less income for our our workers is is as big of a problem because that's less money that's going into the economy. So it's um, you know it's it's a tough time, and we understand that. Definitely, um, COVID and so many other things have definitely put a strain on Kansas Cityans and Americans this year. So let's talk a little bit more about what exactly the e-tax funds. You know, you mentioned a couple of things like uh, critical city services. You know, first responders trash pickup, um, road maintenance, things like that. Yeah. Um, so I, what I like to, I, I, I like to clarify, um, what is a lot of times you hear, uh, the term, the general fund, uh, we have what we call the general fund, which is not the total budget. So we, the city has a $1.7 million. It's a little bit less than that this year. billion budget. So that includes a lot of things that includes, you know, the aviation and water department, which are totally funded, um, like basically self-supported through rates and, and, you know, airline tickets and stuff like that. Um, So those are what we call enterprise funds. Those do not count towards the general fund, the water and the water department and the aviation department uh, do not consume any of the general fund. Um, So that's uh, a certain amount that's, that's, part of our $1.7 billion budget that's not included in the general fund. So then there's also a lot of, you know, sales taxes and um, in some, some level of property tax that's actually set aside for specific purposes. So the voters have said, we want this 1% sales tax to go towards capital improvements um, to do what we call PIAC. Um, uh, so we have, uh, uh, you know, we just passed a, the half cent sales tax to help capital improvements for the just the fire department. We have uh, a three eight cent sales tax for uh, public transportation, another half cent sales tax for for mass transportation. Um, so we have all these other taxes that are sort of earmarked for specific purposes, generally through the the, the will of the people, the will of the voters. Um, then we have so those all kind of go into their own separate funds. Um, then we have this other fund called, like I said, called the general fund, which is about in a good year, about $600 million. Um, of that $600 million, uh, 40% of that is, the, is, is the earnings tax. So it's 200 and 250 million, $270 million a, a year that goes into the general fund. So, um, basically all of that earnings tax at $270 million goes into that general fund. And that general fund is that fund that doesn't have all those stipulations on it. It doesn't say that, you know, the voters didn't say 
the general fund has to be used for, um, you know, potholes or, or police. It's, it's a, it's a flexible fund of $600 million a year, 270 ish million of which comes from the earnings tax. Um, that's the fund that we can sort of, you know, use to fill a budget hole over here, um, you know, increase a, a, a department's budget over here. Um, but it is, it is the one set like pot of money that we have to, um, have some discretion over. And so 40% of that being from the earnings tax just shows you how important the earnings tax really is. And so, um, what the earnings tax or excuse me, what the overall general fund goes to, um, which again, you know, the, it's the earnings tax is not really split out of that. It's, it's just goes into that $600 million. Um, what the general fund goes to is, um, honestly, it's largely police and fire. They consume about 75% of the general fund. They also have some other funds coming in as well, uh, public safety sales tax and fire sales tax and, um, and others. But, um, but 75% of the general fund goes to um, public safety. So, uh, and, and then there's, you know, other little bits that go to the planning department. Some goes to the neighborhood services department and all the general fund, or excuse me, all of our trash pickup, that is 100% out of the general fund. We, unlike most cities, don't actually pay directly for our trash collection in the way that we do walk. Right. Um, that's actually very rare for a city of this size. Uh, and that was actually, um, if you talk to anyone who was, you know, who was a voter back when the, uh, when the earnings tax was initially passed in the what late sixties, I think it was, there was a, it was a promise that, um, you know, trash solid waste of trash collection would be free always and forever. If we pass the earnings tax, I think that that was maybe a bit short-sighted, but, uh, you know, you'll hear a lot of people say that the promise of the earnings tax is that we would never have to pay for, for trash collection. Um, so 100% of trash collection uh, comes from the earnings tax. So if we don't, if we don't pass the earnings tax, uh, among many, uh, I would say, catastrophic uh, challenges to our budget, uh, we, we would, we would have to pay for trash. We would have to pay for any, we would, we would, uh, it would be, like I said, catastrophic if we were to not pass the earnings tax because, you know, 70, again, most of the budget of the fire and police comes from the general fund. Most of the budget for the neighborhood services department uh, comes from the general fund. Most of the uh, budget from the planning department comes from the general fund. Um, so you can imagine just immediately taking a 40% cut off the top of each one of those departments you know, that would decimate some of our, some of our city services, especially trash collection, planning, fire, um, police. So, um, you know, just imagine what that would, what that would look like. So, uh, that's, that's, that's how, what an existential threat I think, uh, it would be to, to not pass it. And I don't want to be all doom and gloom. We get a lot of great things out of the earnings tax, out of the earnings tax. Um, you know, because of the earnings tax, we're able to 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 do things like keep our neighborhoods working well, keep our neighborhoods, you know, lit at night, keep our neighborhoods free of trash. It's not perfect, and we have a lot of work still to do. Um, but you know, without it, we're we're going to be in, we wouldn't be able to provide the level of service that we do today. Is there any way to make up that lost revenue? I know you were talking about two hundred seventy million dollars a year. That what are some ways that, you know, the city would be 
in a position to have to make up that money? Well, we're, um, we would not be able to, uh, and just being completely honest we're we wouldn't be able to, because, um, we can't, we can't raise the sales tax much more because, um, there's only so much, uh, sales tax that we can, that we're allowed to, to, um, uh, that, that we're allowed to, to, to use. Like we can't, we can't because of state law. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're, we're, we're a bit hamstrung by statute on how much we can do sales. And I don't want to do more sales tax for basic services because that's a regressive approach to taxation. I mean, you could argue also that um, a a lot of taxes, including a flat earnings tax are are regressive as well, but um, um, it's less, it's, it's, uh, a sales tax is about as regressive of a tax as you can get. So we don't want to do that, but we literally cannot raise $270 million out of its sales tax increase where we, we, we can't by state law, we'd have to change state law. Um, we could raise property taxes by a little bit, but again, we're, we're a bit hamstrung there as well. We can't one it's uh, we know how unpopular the uh, increase in sale and property taxes. And we also, we also don't generate a lot of money from property tax partly because of state law, partly because, you know, the biggest taxing jurisdiction um, in most of the city is, is the various school districts. Um, So, uh, you know, we, we couldn't, I think we have just a little bit more on our levy that we can, that we could raise. Uh, It wouldn't, wouldn't make up for $270 million. Um, So, you know, even it, it would be, it would be incredibly difficult. And I think, um, I would venture to say impossible under current state law for us to actually make up that deficit. So it would be, it would mean cuts, no doubt about it. It's time to take a break to thank our sponsors. Shemekas Online Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at shemekasonline.com. Find their new deli at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shemekas, where customers become friends and friends become family. And now back to the newscast. So what would you say to people who, you know, they complain about the efficiency of city services, they, you know, are disappointed with the illegal dumping and the slow trash pickups and maybe the snow removal. Um, and so they're not going to vote for the e-tax. You know, what what would you say to persuade them? Um, well, I and I don't want to flip around and say, just imagine how much worse it will get. But that's actually true. I mean, we're we've got departments who, yes, they could be running more efficiently. They could be providing better services based on, you know, uh, just getting better with the money that we have. I I get that. We also need to talk about our priorities and how we, um, you know, how do we spend our money right now? And are we using it as wisely as we, as we could be? And I would say we, we always have work to do there and that's work that's happening independent of, of uh, this conversation about the earnings tax. I'm confident that under this new city manager that we're going to be refocusing on those basic services. And, um, and I, I, there's already been a market change. I think that uh, we, you know, we had the most challenging winter of, of my recollection, um, not because it was massive accumulations of snow, but it was like multiple small accumulations of snow without any relief from the cold. And, uh, you know, every comment that I heard about snow plowing was that it was much better. And it was just some simple changes and making snow plowing more efficient, like putting snow plows on the fronts of, of some of our of our trash trucks and putting trash truck drivers, 
in the driver's seat of snowplows. It was something we had never thought about before. Um, so, uh, you know, we're already seeing improvements and I'm confident that the city manager is looking at process improvements to make, um, to make things better at that sort of basic like neighborhood needs level. So that being said, um, you know, we always have work to do. We, but we cannot even begin to make improvements if we don't pass the earnings tax. I mean, I would say, uh, you know, build, let's build off of the improvements we have seen in the last, just in the last few months. Um, and, and let's go from there. And I think that you'll see that it was well worth it. And, and, you know, there's no excuse for, for not being able to, to fix some of the basic problems that we've seen with the, you know, with the earnings tax in place. Um, and so we have, we have more work to do, but you can already see that there is market improvement, um, just as of late. And so I'm, I'm, I'm confident that we will continue to see that improvement. Um, but we won't be able to, that will be gone. That chance will be gone if we don't pass the earnings tax. So I would encourage everyone to, to, to have the faith and, and, uh, know that we're refocusing on those basic needs. So just for comparison's sake, cities like Philadelphia and Pittsburgh have an earnings tax of 3% or more, while Detroit, Lexington, Louisville, Portland, and Cleveland, uh, and Indianapolis have somewhere around 2%. Probably the most comparable, St. Louis has a 1% earnings tax, which I've lived in St. Louis and I've paid that. And, you know, in there you always hear, oh, it's going to pay off the empty stadium. You know, that's what people complain about on that side of the state. Do you think 1% is enough for Kansas City or, you know, is it too much? Um, I don't think that it's too much. I think that we could, I think if, so here's, uh, go back to brass tacks here and that we can't raise it. Um, We're, uh, we as Missouri voters, uh, unfortunately, a few years ago, uh, were presented with a, with an, with not a constitutional amendment, it was just a it was a um, a statutory question on the on the ballot to prohibit any city from um, levying a, an earnings tax or an income tax of any sort. And the two cities that already had them in place had to have had to were basically put a sunset, a five year sunset on their uh, earnings tax. So St. Louis and Kansas City, they could never, we can never raise it. Uh, we could, if we lose it, we can never bring it back without a, without a legislation or a, or, or a statewide ballot initiative uh, to change that state law. So we can't increase it. Uh, and I suppose we could decrease it, but I think that would also, I mean, that's, that would be dangerous. Um, so it's not, it's not too low. Um, you know, what I would like to see in an ideal world where we had a state legislature who would be willing to work with us, or if we were to put something on the statewide ballot would be to do a, a, a true like progressive income tax um, that would raise more money at the top of the, of the income brackets and, uh, and rely a lot less on our hardworking people of Kansas city. And um, you know, that's, that's probably the direction that I would go. But, you know, that's that's a big, big hill to climb right now. We need to focus on the one percent that we are allowed to have by state law and pass that every five years. Sure. So I guess I didn't realize, you know, I haven't been living in Kansas City for a couple of years now. Um, it really is do or die every five years. If we lose it, we're never getting it back unless it goes to a statewide vote, which is <laughs> insane and hard to do. You know, even if people 
decide to vote no, that doesn't mean the e-tax goes away immediately, right? Um, it would be phased out like 10% a year over the next 10 years or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I honestly don't remember exactly what the phase out is. Um, but, you know, it still, it would be effectively killing it. And, um, and we would have some time to figure things out. <laughs> but, you know, I don't even want to pose that as a, as any sort of feel good story that it would be phased out. If it's gone, it's gone. I think that we need to think of it that way. Um, if it's gone, then, then you can count on either deep, deep cuts to your basic city services, um, more potholes, uh, no trash being collected, parks falling apart, um, no, no, especially no EMS, uh, no, no fire response, no police. Um, it, it would, again, it would be catastrophic uh, to our budget and, um, you know, phasing it out is no, is no help. Um, or we would, you know, see skyrocketing property uh, taxes, which again, we're, we're limited on doing. So basically you would just see a complete loss of, of basic services that everyone relies on. Sure. So even if people are foreseeing a hard year and maybe they don't want to give up their 1% in 2022 or something, you know, they have to think about the long-term future of Kansas City. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and again, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult time. Um, you know, but the 1% earnings tax is not, a, you know, it, 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 it goes so much further than what I think people realize. Um, so, you know, it's, it, you know, we want to make sure that we're looking out for our city, but part of that is, is us providing everyone with a good level of service and making sure the city is safe and clean. So the earnings tax was originally passed in 1963, and it has to be approved every five years by Kansas City voters. Uh, what do you foresee as the, you know, election turnout for this spring election? You know, um, we know that these municipal um, elections are often low turnout, and I think that that's really disappointing. And I can, you know, speak for even even the, the last mayoral race was still, uh, you know, a shade over 20%, I believe, which is, is an incredibly low turnout for something that has such a direct impact on, on everyone's daily lives. And this is, this is no different. This is, um, this is as important as voting for mayor, if you ask me. And uh, it's, and it has a more direct impact on your daily life than even voting for, um, you know, a lot of other offices. So, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't, think about the impact that their vote has on these local issues and how much more power their vote has uh, when it comes to a low turnout like this. You know, your vote uh, goes, you know, twice as far, three times as far as it does in the, in the, um, in some of our uh, more higher turnout elections. So um, just because fewer people are voting. So the, the turnout will probably be, you know, if, if you, if, if I had to guess, it's going to be between 10 and 15%. Um, and I, I, I hope more, uh, because this is, this is, this is super important. Um, and, uh, you know, what I, what I would you know, tell voters again, is that these local elections have such a direct impact on your quality of life. And that's one, and that's one of the reasons why I decided to run for city council is that realizing how important uh, you know, the decisions that we make uh, every Thursday afternoon at City Hall um, in our in our legislative sessions, um, 
how important those uh, uh, those those are on our daily lives. You know, whether you've got a crosswalk out front, whether your park is in good shape, whether your streets have potholes or not, um, whether you know your neighborhood feels safe and clean, um, whether it's this is a city that you want to raise your ch- children in. Um, those decisions are made here in in Kansas City in City Hall and. And they're made at the ballot box when it comes to things like voting on the earnings tax. So uh, I would just encourage everyone to think about how direct of an impact they have on uh, your vote has on your quality of life. And so get out and vote in these in these small, what seem to be inconsequential elections. They are very consequential. You know, it's not often that every city council member endorses something, but with the e-tax, you know, every single one has. Would you consider it a partisan issue at all? No, in the same way that uh, that our elections aren't partisan. I one thing that really again another thing that really drew me to city council um, and why you know I've never had really any interest in running for any other office is that. Um, is that it is nonpartisan. You know, the mayor is nonpartisan. Each council member is nonpartisan when they're elected because quality of life isn't a partisan issue. And, you know, some things, uh, you know, the folks out there will try to make a partisan issue, um, but they're really not. And, um, you know, the your quality of life, you know, like I, those things I said earlier, parks and uh, neighborhoods are not, Democrat or Republican. They're the basic things that we all know and love and rely on. And so um, the earnings tax isn't partisan either, just in the way that the city council is not partisan. So um, yeah, it's it's something that I think that uh, should be seen as a good thing across the aisle. I mean, you get into taxation and all that stuff and, um, uh, and and uh, fiscal restraint. I believe in fiscal restraint as well. Um, uh, and but at the same time, we have to we have to raise money some way in order to to pay for the things that people rely on. And so uh, I don't see this in any way as being a partisan issue. As we wrap up here, um, any final thoughts? Anything you're looking forward to in this next year as Kansas City kind of gets back to business? Yeah. I am uh, personally, I'm looking forward to sitting at a coffee shop one day inside and reading my email. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that we all are just uh, really, I, I, I think I speak for most everyone in Kansas City and, and really everyone that I think everyone's looking for some semblance of normal because this has not been a normal a normal 12 months. Uh, this has been an incredibly challenging, especially uh, for those who've been, you know, unfortunately, with, without reliable work. Uh, parents who are struggling to get their kids educated and still try to maintain, a, you know, a uh, some semblance of normal and, and trying to work at the same time. Um, that's a boat that I'm in right now uh, as, a, as a parent of, of very young children. And, um, you know, I I am looking forward to parents being able to send their kids back to school full time and feel like they can get back to work. I'm looking forward to the citizens of Kansas City 
to get out and eat at restaurants again once once we're safe to 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 do that in you know in, in normal numbers and so that we can get our 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 people back to work fully and fully employed i'm looking forward to to you know, going downtown and seeing uh, activity again and seeing people riding the streetcar, riding the bus. I'm looking forward to full buses once again, but we cannot get there until uh, one, everyone is, is, is vaccinated or, you know, we have herd immunity through vaccinations. We can't get there unless people still continue to practice the important measures, physical distancing, wearing a mask, uh, washing our hands and not filling up indoor spaces to the brim. Uh, we, we, we have to keep practicing those things, even though there is light at the end of the tunnel, uh, we still have to keep uh, doing, taking those important public safety measures before we can get to those really exciting things we're all looking forward to. But overall, I'm just looking forward to seeing people smiling in the sunshine, walking down the sidewalk um, and, and, seeing the city come back to life. So I'm really excited for that. And I think that we're, we're, we're going to be there. Uh, we have maybe a few tough months left to go, but we're going to get there. And I'm so excited for it. It's a lot of the little things we didn't think we would miss, right? <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. But we're looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today and um, encouraging everyone to get out and vote on April 6th. Yes. Thank you very much for having me. This has been great. And that was 4th District Councilperson Eric Bunch discussing the e-tax, which is up for vote on April 6th in Kansas City, Missouri. Thanks for joining us for the Northeast Newscast. For all our episodes, articles, and more, visit northeastnews.net.